morning, everybody. It is such an honor for us here at Northview to host this beautiful, beautiful, beautiful Kingdom Connection tonight. Are you excited to be here? Yes. Yes. If you're new here and you don't know where everything is, we do have nursery tonight from ages five and under. So if you need nursery, someone can show you where it is. There are bathrooms out this door and to your right, men's and women's restrooms. So if you need anything, find one of us. We can help you find it. We're so excited to be here tonight. We're so excited for what God is going to do. Amen? Yes. We were just praying in the back room and unity, community unity, rhymes, community unity. And we know that God blesses unity. He blesses that. And so we believe this is just the beginning. This is just the beginning of what God wants to do in Scotland County and all the counties around us. Amen. So we're not here. Just have church tonight. We're here to honor him. This is about God tonight. This is about whatever he wants to do in all of us. Amen. And we're excited. We believe people are going to be saved, healed, and delivered and established in his kingdom. Amen. It's all about his kingdom. His kingdom come, his will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So we're going to pray, and then the praise team team is going to lead us into the presence of God. Are you ready for that? Let's pray. Father God, we worship you tonight. You're a good, good, good Father. You're a good God. Even when it doesn't look good, you're still good, God. And so we thank you for this opportunity to come together with these other churches with New Hope and with Lighthouse Nation. We thank you for the relationships, God. We thank you for the unity that you are building for this community, for this area. God, and we believe that spiritual transactions are happening tonight, God. You are doing amazing things. Seeds are being planted. Things are happening in this area. God, we know the supernatural things are happening and we're gonna see signs and miracles and wonders. So, God, we praise you tonight, and we thank you, and we worship you in spirit and truth. In Jesus' name, let's thank him for it tonight. Thank you, Jesus. still Sunday, church. Amen. Amen. Can we put our hands together and celebrate Jesus one time tonight? Amen. Come on, let's proclaim his greatness through our worship. Those walls are rubble now. Amen. 
Remember those giants we called death and rain. They were like mountains that stood in our way. But he came, and he died, and he rose. Those giants are dead now. And this is our God. This is who he is. He loves us. This is our God. This is what he does. He saves us. He bore the cross, beat the grave. Let heaven and earth proclaim. This is our God, King Jesus. Remember that fear that took our breath away. Faith so weak that we could barely pray, but he heard every word, every whisper. And now those altars in the wilderness tell the story of his faithfulness. Never once did he fail, and he never I may say I worship him because I know him. Amen. I worship him because I know who he is. Oh, you're the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. Oh, God, you never change. 
His mercies enough. His grace is sufficient. So come if you need it, forgiveness or healing. His mercies enough. And this is our hope. The cross it has spoken. Death is no more. Christ is alone. This is our hope. Hallelujah. We are not alone. God really loves us. Yes, He does. God really loves us. Hallelujah. Oh, praise my soul. God really loves us. God really loves us. song to it. 
just tell him what he means to you in this moment because he's here. He is here. We feel your presence, Jesus.
to this awesome God. We just lift our hands and give you praise and thanksgiving. I'm sure that every person here attuned to the Spirit has sensed an extra something in the Holy Spirit tonight. So I want to tell you what it is. It's called unity. A number of years ago, actually almost 20 years ago, this prophetic word was given, and I asked Pastor Tim for permission to read it. You say, it's 20 years ago. Well, if it was good 20 years ago when it was the word of God, it's good today, right? And listen to what it says. As streams of worship flowing out of different churches were coming together, this is this man's vision, I saw whole cities plunged beneath a great cleansing flood. When, when streams of worship flowed out together from various churches. But, he said, I heard the enemy scream at these streams. How can it be? Worship teams are breaking loose out of the boundaries of their own churches and flowing together corporately with other worship teams? We must stop that anoint, those anointings from mixing. We've got to stop that now. Their strengths will be contagious to one another and their weaknesses will be drowned in the presence of their God as he inhabits their praises. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The enemy continued shouting orders to regroup his confused demons. If they cross-pollinate, if they cross-pollinate, they will find, listen to this, honey in the rock places of their own churches and personal lives. This is not the way it's supposed to be, he shouted. We must increase our distractions to keep them separated and isolate them, consuming them with their own individual problems and personal struggles. How many of you have been there? How many of you have seen that? The enemy continued, stop the flow, stop the flow. We're losing focus. As they are flowing together, listen, it's like they are moving in the spirit and leaving no forwarding address. <laughs> Hallelujah. If they continue to come together, we will surely lose sight of them as they become one. And if we lose these churches through corporate worship, we will surely lose the city. My God. In the spirit, he said, I heard chains snapping, fetters breaking, and strongholds being demolished. We prophesy that right now over New Hope Baptist Church. We prophesy that right, right now over Northview Harvest Ministries. We prophesy that right now over, what is the other name of the church? Lighthouse Nation. We prophesy over every church in Scotland County, every church in Robinson County, Hope County, Richmond County. We just call them all in. We call the prodigal song, and we call them all in in the name of Jesus. Chains snapping, fetters breaking, and strongholds being demolished. Wicked spirits. I love this part. 
wicked spirits in high places, governmental places, were weakening as corporate worship was rising higher, yeah. thrusting upward like a spiritual sword, severing the jungler vein of the prince of the power of the air over cities and nations. You want to do something about the political climate in this area? Get together and worship. Praise the Lord. You want to do something about the spirit of poverty? Praise the Lord. You want to do something about the prodigals coming home? Come together, exalt the Lord, and lift up his name in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. So that's what we're going to do right now. This praise team is made up of three churches, Lighthouse Nation, Northview Harvest Ministries, and New Hope. I've invited them to come down off of those stands and pray for one another. I want you out here to find somebody from another church and pray for one another. We're going to be Pentecostals and pray all at the same time. How about that? So grab somebody that you don't go to church with and pray for them. I'm going to ask Sharon to lead us as we pray. Father, we bless you right now, Lord Jesus. We honor you. We extol your name over this joint service, oh God. We extol your name over the vision that you've given these pastors, oh God. And Father, we declare and we decree in the name of Jesus that this day will be marked in the spirit. It will be a day where unity, true unity was birthed in the body of Christ. Crossing every denominational barrier, oh God. Crossing every preference, Lord Jesus. But Father, we cry out tonight that we will be one as you are one, oh God. That we will be one as you are one, Lord Jesus. Father, I pray for the strength of each worship team, of each church to cross over and to cross-pollinate these bodies of believers, oh God. Father, we're crying out to you for you to have your will, to do your purpose, that your plan will be fulfilled. Let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven in the name of Jesus. Father, I pray that every plot, that every plan, that every scheme, that every weapon that the enemy has formed against these churches will not prosper in the name of Jesus. We bind it, we break it, we command it to fall null and void to the ground and bear no more fruit in the name of Jesus. But Father, we are declaring that there will be fruit that remains, that comes from these services, that there will be fruit that remains, Lord Jesus, that the very complexion of the surrounding counties and Scotland County will be changed in the name of Jesus. Father, I cry out for your fire, for your wind, for your oil to flow in this place, oh God. Flow in this place even now, Lord Jesus, breaking down every barrier, breaking down every wall in the name of Jesus. I pray, Father, that we will be consumed with a passion that cannot be denied, oh God. Give us vision for the lost. Give us vision for this county, for the surrounding counties, oh God. Give us vision for the place that you've assigned us to, oh God. Give us vision, Lord Jesus. And may we not just see it, but may we walk it out in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. 
We thank you, Father, for what you're doing now, Lord Jesus. We thank you, Father, for what you're doing now. We thank you, Father, for networks and connections, for divine relationships, for divine relationships, for divine relationships, God, that are keys to strategies that we've been praying for, Lord Jesus. We give you praise for them right now, Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you for the unity of the Spirit. Thank you for that warm oil of gladness, oh God, that's just flowing in this place right now, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. 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 Amen. Frontline, help me. Frontline, take the microphone. The rest of you may be seated. Frontline's going to help me. Let's sing. Our God is an awesome God. Ready? Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Our God is an awesome God. Let's all sing it together as the praise team takes their place. Ready? say so? I believe there's enough Holy Spirit in this place to mess some things up. Tell you what, this is good. This is good. I was standing outside earlier and I was just walking around. I said, I just love this. I just love it. Uh, this is what heaven looks like. This is what heaven looks like. Amen, amen. I'm just looking around just seeing Look to your neighbor. If you don't know him, say, tell him your name. Tell him where you're from, what church you represent. If you don't know him, if you do know him, just say, hey, I love you. I love it. I love it. From what I've been told, we better get used to seeing each other because we're going to be seeing each other a whole lot more. Amen. It's all about him, ain't it? All about him. Amen. So I get the pleasure of taking up the offering today. Oh, there's the pin drop. There's the pin drop. There it is. There it is. Amen. These three guys right up here, do we appreciate them? Where's my Lighthouse Nation folks at? There they are. There they are. Where's our New Hope Baptist folks at? Okay, all right. Where's our Northview folks at? I was about
about to say, we better show up, okay? All right. But God, we appreciate our pastors. We appreciate them taking hold of the plow and plowing for us because they pray for us more than we realize. They are there for us. They are there on the battlegrounds. They are fighting each and every day for our souls, for our lives, for our children's souls. So we want to honor them tonight. We're going to bless them with the offering tonight. Uh, for what I've been told, it's going to go to them. Um, so if you want to give in the envelope, we have some envelopes available. If you want to give them to a special offering to them, that's fine. Or if you want to bring loose change. We also have the ways to give. Um, we have text to give, I think. Yep, there you go. You can text to the church and I'll just say designate special offering or, or joint service. And Miss Chris and, and those that help her out will give that to uh, our pastors. And again, we love them. We appreciate them. And if our ushers will come up here to the front, they're already here. <laughs> Are y'all going to go, take it? Okay, so y'all ain't got to come up here, okay? All right. So they're going to bring it to you. All right. So we're going to uh, pray for the offering at this time. We're doing it as we go. Hey, we bless God in place. All right, let's pray for this offering tonight, guys. Father, we love you tonight. We thank you tonight, God, for who you are. We thank you, Lord. Oh, Lord, for what you have done already. God, we are thankful for the unity that is in the house, God. And we're thankful for your presence. And you coming together, Lord, in this moment, God, there is no telling what will come for us coming together in this time together. In such a time as this, God, our county needs it. Our region needs it. And, God, we need unity more than ever in the body of Christ. And we declare that this is only just the beginning, a launching path, God, of what you want to do in this county, Scotland, Moore, region, our hope, God, everywhere around the South Carolina, North Carolina, God, be in the midst of everything that is done, God, and now we take this offering, and God, we bless our, our, the men of God, we bless our pastors, oh Lord, as they have taken their hands to the plow each and every day for us, they pray for us, they love us, they're there for us when we need them, they're in the good times, God, they're in the bad times as well, God, we pray that you would just bless them and their family and their, and their children, their children's children, God, I pray that you would bring a special covering over their life as we come together. In your name we pray. And everybody say
Good evening. How many of you tonight it is well with your soul? I greet you tonight in the name of Jesus. Welcome to Northview Harvest Ministries. And can I dial in just a little mode of thought? We're glad to have Pastor Lee and the folks from Lighthouse Nation tonight. Pastor Michael and the folks from New Hope over here with us tonight. And it's good for you Northview folk to be in the house one more time today. Let's dial it in a little, little tighter there. Let's just dial it in. How many of you know if you ever used a microscope, you've got that big knob that you kind of focus things in with, but then you've got that little knob that you fine tune. Let's just dial in that fine-tune knob just a little bit. We're not three churches in here tonight. We're one church. And in fact, I bet you if I would have walked up here without introducing that mode of thought that way, if I would have asked how many churches are in Scotland County, somebody might have whipped out their phone and went to Google and typed in churches in Scotland County, North Carolina. And it may have told you, I don't know, 200 and something. But I want to tell you, even still, there's one church in Scotland County. And can we dial it in even a little bit more? God's just not wanting to do something in Scotland County. I believe God's wanted to do something in this entire region. God's wanted to make a statement to the United States of America of what he can do in restoration and redemption. And what better places than crime-ridden, poverty-ridden places like this for God to show up and dynamically turn a region upside down for his glory and let the world see what in the world has happened over there to turn that place around like that. I mean, I don't know. He turned me around like that. Have I got anybody else that's saved in this room that he turns you around like that? So then if he did it to us, he did it in us. He didn't help us with it. He did it for us. Come on, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. He's a new creature. Then if God did that in us, imagine if he started doing that every week by tens and dozens and hundreds. Imagine in a few weeks what Scotland, Richmond, Hope, Robinson, Moore, imagine what they would look like. Imagine Channel 15 not coming to Scotland to do news on the fights at the schools. Imagine WPDE 15 come to do a news scene because Kids are just bowing down in the school hallways and just pausing to pray on their way to the next class. So my brothers, I honor y'all tonight. I love y'all. These are great guys right here. I am blessed to call them friends. I want to talk, I want to pause for just a moment. I told these boys I was only going to take about 10 minutes, so don't start timing me till I tell you to, okay? <laughs> this is just being good evening, all right? But I do, want to, I do want to give some honor to somebody. When my wife and I moved back home two years ago, 
back to here. And uh, we were on loan for 33 years in ministry in Rockingham and then to Charleston, South Carolina, and then Columbia. And then we were, we were dispatched by the Lord to come back home. One of the things the Lord sent me home for was to give honor to my predecessor, my spiritual father and my father-in-law. And that's Pastor Kenneth Bleas, who was the pastor of this church for 53 years. Amen. And it was his heart. It was his heart to see churches, to see pastors come together. In fact, about 14 years ago, he started with a group of pastors meeting on Thursday mornings, and that, that still goes on today. In fact, that's where I met Brother Michael. That was through that meeting. And I know he influenced Brother Michael in that, in that uh, concept, and I know he influenced Brother Lee in, in a season of his life as well. So if you don't mind, I believe we, if we give honor to those who pour into us, then I believe we honor the gift of God. Would you stand to your feet? Let's just thank God for Pastor Kenneth Blease because of his heart made stuff like this possible. And Pastor Joyce, my mother in love who when I said we were going to do this and handed off this to her with the, with the collaborative effort with the praise team, she and Miss Wanda helping her, would y'all give her some love tonight as well? Now high five two people before you're seated and shout at them and say God is good. Y'all turn in your Bibles to the book of Mark chapter 2. Mark chapter 2, you can start timing me now. Because this is tag team, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do four verses. Pastor Michael's going to come and do four verses, and then Pastor Lee's going to come and do four verses, and I don't know what's going to happen in the midst of all that. But anyway, that's the plan. But you know what? Whatever the Holy Spirit wants to do, we don't mind marching off our map. Amen? In Mark chapter 2, when you get there, say, I'm there. I'm going to be reading from the New King James Version, but I don't care whatever version you have, just follow along. <clears throat> and again, he entered Capernaum. I'm going, to, I'm going to read my four verses, and I'm going to hand off the baton in a moment. And again, he entered Capernaum after some days, and it was heard that he was in the house. Amen. Can I just pause right there if I'm going to walk through this passage? And it was heard that he was in the house. And in a, now Capernaum, folks, was, was a pretty much metropolitan area on the Sea of Galilee. They had a lot of commerce there because it was a large fishing base. And so there was a lot of commerce. There was a lot of traffic. It's a pretty big city. Come on, it's not McCall or Laurenburg. But Capernaum got messed up because when Jesus came to town, word got out, Jesus is here. And people weren't afraid to talk about and weren't afraid to announce Jesus is here. Isn't it amazing that right now today, September the what, 17th, 2023, we've got so many groups that have come out of the closet and make noise and a church went into the closet and got quiet. 
He entered Capernaum after some days and it was heard that he was in the house. I want to tell you what, I want Jesus in the house. I'm a preacher, I'm a pastor, and I'm gonna tell you what, I've been doing this for 33 years full time now, but I'm gonna tell you what, every, still now, on Saturday nights, I'm as nervous as get up. I can't sleep because I'm gonna tell you what, I wanna be sure I've heard from God because I wanna tell you, when I step up behind this pulpit, if God's not here, I am in a pickle, y'all. And I think we ought to get back to our churches where we know Jesus is gonna meet us there and what we're wanting to do is we're not coming for a show like so many are doing in America right now. We're not coming to be entertained. I ain't getting no help up in here. But we are coming because Jesus is in the house and we want to bring somebody with us. We need to be telling our communities. We need to be telling the people we work with. We need to be telling the people we go to school with. You know what, Jesus is with me and when we come together at my church, Jesus is going to be there. It's not just going to be Pastor Michael preaching or Pastor Nathan preaching. It's not going to be Pastor Lee preaching. But when we come together, Jesus is going to be up in here. And we need to get back to the place that we have that conviction that we lay it on the line that if he doesn't show up, we're in a mess. If he doesn't show up, we're going to be embarrassed. But at the same time, if we're going to believe the word that he inhabits the praises of his people, then when we come, now we don't need 10, we don't need 20, we don't need 100, we don't need 200. The last time I checked, he said if I can get two or three. If I can get two or three that will come together in my name. We're not coming together in a Northview name. We're not coming together in a New Hope name. We're not coming together in a Lighthouse name. We're coming together in the name of Jesus. Somebody stand up to your feet and say, we've come together in the name of Jesus. We've come together in the name of Jesus. We came in here tonight in the name of Jesus. Not a church name, not a denominational name. I've come to glorify Jesus. I've come for us to lock arms and to say, we have come to pledge our allegiance to the king of all kings. Amen. Give him a praise while you're seated. It's amazing to me. I've been going five minutes. How would I say? Fifteen? I'm watching that clock. Can y'all set that thing to start flashing? It's amazing to me, folks. Listen, I believe one of the greatest attacks on the church in America right now, and, and Pastor Joyce read that prophetic word, is the enemy wants the church quiet. Y'all heard that proverbial saying, as quiet as a church mouse. It's amazing to me when you study some of the Hebrew word, Old Testament words for praise, they're loud, they're boisterous. They're crazy acting. Even we, everybody shout hallelujah. Everybody say that. Hallelujah. Say it one more time. Hallelujah. That, that hallelujah is comprised of two Hebrew words. Halal, Jehovah. They condensed it and put it together to say hallelujah. The Hebrew word for halal means to rave, to boast, to celebrate, and be clamorously foolish. You want me to show you some clamorously foolish people? Who has grandchildren in here? Have y'all got some pictures you can show me? Y'all remember back in the day when you had those wallets and those billfolds ladies in your purse that had the accordion thing, you know? You're like, hey, you got a picture and you pull that thing out and it would go, 
all the way down to the floor. Now what do we got? Oh yeah, I got pictures. I ain't got no help up in here. You know what? Because in a grandparent game, there's no prey. There's no, listen, there's no shame in your grandbaby game. And it's time for the church to get back to the point. You know what? When it comes to Jesus, I don't care who doesn't like me. I don't care who doesn't believe me. But if I believe something God told me, I'm going to stand on it and I'm going to believe for it. And I'm not going to be ashamed to talk about it. And when he does it, I'm going to give him a crazy praise about it. Because God didn't call me to be quiet. God called me to be loud. He called me to be vocal. He didn't call me to be offensive or mean. But baby, I'm going to tell you what. If God does something, he's worthy of our praise. Somebody say amen. amen. When he came to Capernaum, it was heard he was in the house. Look at number two, verse number two. Immediately. Somebody shout that. Immediately. Immediately. Now, I'm going to challenge you. The book of Mark, I love the book of Mark because it was written by a guy that of all the four gospels, it is said that by the way he wrote and the, the word, his vocabulary, his terminologies, he was probably the least educated of all four writers of the four gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, that Mark would have been vote, voted most likely not to succeed. But folks, I'm going to tell you what, when you read through the gospel of Mark, you will see words like immediately and straightway. See, folks, he's showing us, look, there's some things that we've been praying about and we've been believing God for years, but I'm here to tell you, we need to start believing God that there's some immediate things about to break loose in the heavens. I wish I could get some help in here just a minute. While we were praying, while we were praying just a moment ago, when they had us come together and go with different people from different churches to pray and we were praying these guys were praying I prayed for a moment but then I started seeing something in the spirit that how many of y'all understand in the book of Deuteronomy chapter 28 in the chapter of the blessings and the curses one of the curses is God said I will make your heavens brass over you that's not literally like a trumpet brass but God said I'm going to shut off the spiritual heavens you see, he tells us if we interpret the scripture with the scripture, he said this, this, listen, listen, listen. He said, Jeremiah said, my mercies or his mercies are new every morning. Everybody say mercies are new every morning. <laughs> say it again, mercies are new every morning. But guess what? If God has covered us over with a brass heaven because he's been displeased with something of us or our forefathers has done, it doesn't matter how much he's pouring out, it's not getting to us because it can't get through the brass heavens. That doesn't mean he stops pouring it out though. He's still pouring it out. It's just getting backed up. Imagine 50 years of God wanting to pour out stuff over Scotland County, but it's been getting backed up. Backed up. Backed up. Salvations healings, deliverance, hope, peace, jobs, industry. Not just financial blessings, but blessings across the board. But it's, getting, it's been getting backed up. Imagine what would happen. Anybody ever messed around with a water balloon? Imagine what happens when people underneath that brass heaven start saying, Father, forgive us of what our forefathers did. You don't think that's biblical? Read your Bible because Daniel did it. 
He said, Lord, forgive me of my sins and the sins of my fathers. Guess what happens when we start reaching up in the heavens in repentance and humility and submitting ourselves afresh to the Lordship of Jesus, not just for ourselves, but we're praying, God, I want you to open up the heavens over our city. Guess what happens? We start poking holes in that thing and a little trickle starts coming through, but somewhere it's going to be a water balloon effect because, folks, I'm telling you right now, there's 30, 40, 50, 60 years of blessings that God's been pouring out over Scotland County that hadn't gotten here yet. It is not God's will. God spoke to me years ago. I came here to preach. We were coming in just passing through and Pastor Blees asked me to preach and I didn't even remember saying that until Chris Oxendine showed me in her Bible that prophetically the Lord spoke through me and said Scotland County will not be an economic wasteland. And I'm going to tell you what, our schools are not war zones. Do you hear me? Our schools are to be a place of peace and tranquility and happiness, not where kids are filled with stress and hate and anger. There ought to be a place where they're coming together and they're enjoying the journey of life. Kids are too little and too young to be worried. They're too little to be bullied. They're too young to even be thinking about suicide. That's all right. If you're not going to help me, I'm going to preach it anyway. I'm going to tell the devils over this region right now. We're starting to poke holes in the heavenlies and we're believing God for some of this immediate stuff to take place. I'm wrapping my four verses up. Immediately, many gathered together so that there was no longer room to receive them, nor even near the door. The place is packed out with people. And he preached the word to them. Jesus didn't come in and just pat them on the back, say, oh, hey, it's nice to see y'all today. Jesus preached. The, can you imagine the word of God preaching the word of God? Verse 3. Then they came to him, bringing a paralytic who was carried by four men. And when they could not come near him because of the crowd, they uncovered the roof where he was. So when they had broken through, they let down the bed on which the paralytic was lying. These guys had one thing in mind. Are you ready for this? One thing. They weren't even trying to get to Jesus, but they had somebody that had a greater need than they had. And they had to get him to Jesus. It was a desperate attempt. No matter what it takes, folks, they knew I've or we have got to get this person to Jesus. I wonder if you got somebody in your life that you work with or a family member that is in bondage or in sickness or in some type of despair. How many of you could think of one person? I wish I could just bring them to Jesus tonight. Then I want to ask you a question. What's stopping you? Oh, well, that's getting a little scary. You mean tell, oh, hold up, just a minute, hold up. My wife used to work at McDougal Funeral Home when we first moved back home years and years ago after I graduated Bible school, and we were going to play a prank on somebody, me and some more funeral home employees. So I got in the back of the truck, and I climbed up on the stretcher, and they covered me over. Listen, listen, listen. And homeboy is rolling me out of the truck like I'm a dead body. They just picked up on the, from the hospital. And, you know, that thing comes out, and the wheels pop down. Well, homeboy dropped. I was thin then. Y'all don't be, be thinking that, okay? <laughs> Don't even think, oh, you probably needed two or three people helping him, but I heard that thought. 
But here's the thing. Homeboy dropped me. Danny, pulling me out of the van. He dropped me. Well, before the people knew what was going on, I got up and jumped back on the gurney. But here's my thing. Here's my thing. You ready? This guy, this paralyzed guy, he's got four people. I wonder what he was thinking when they start climbing up on the roof and start pulling the rope and pulling him up. Do you think somewhere he was thinking, y'all better not drop me. Let me tell you something, folks. There was five desperate people in that situation. Are you ready? There was five desperate people. The first desperate person was the man laying on the cot. See, when somebody has a need, if they know you can meet their need, if they know you have an answer to their need, they don't care how ludicrous it is. That's why they're looking in the bottom of beer bottles and, the, and at the end of joints. I ain't getting no help up in here. That's why they're looking in love for love in all the wrong places because they're looking for an answer. I wish I could get some Christians in here tonight that say, you know what? I don't have your answer, but I know who your answer is. Is. It starts with a J and it ends with an Jesus. Hello? His name is Jesus. So these four men, listen, listen, listen. They start hoisting homeboy up and then they get up there and I love this. It says, and when they had broken through. I'm fixing to sit down. Y'all ready? I'm fixing to hand it off, bro. And when they had broken through, we need some Christians that are ready to get this thing broken through. I'm just here to get somebody to Jesus. And when I say here, I don't mean in this room. I mean I'm here taking air on the earth. I'm bringing somebody to Jesus. Somebody shout when love is in the house. See, when I read my next four, I realize there's something going on in this place. And I know that he saw their faith. That's what it says, that Jesus saw the faith. Not of the man that was in need, but uh, in the four. But all I can tell you is, he starts with a J and ends with a, that was pretty good, say that one again, Jesus. Man, don't give me a new one at my church, amen. <laughs> I, all I can tell you is this, the house was packed. Because love was there and his name is Because the Bible says God is love So I, you know you open the door Tim I'm just going to say something I say a lot of times And I believe this is where the difference is made And it sounds a little bit like this And if I could be Bob I'd go ahead and hit a beat on you But I'm not going to do that here So I'm just going to say it poetically It sort of goes like this when love is in the house, the house is packed. So much so, I left the back door cracked. Mama always said, as a matter of fact, when love is in the house, the house is packed. Government checks, they flex with no dollars. Two turntables and a plate full of collards. Amazing grace, make the people wanna. Everybody say, holla! Let's try that again. Now, let's, let's warm up. Y'all ready? Here it goes. When love is in the house, the house is packed. So much so, I left the back door cracked. Mama always said, it's a matter of fact. When love is in the house, the house is packed. Government checks, they flex with no dollars. Two turntables and a plate full of collards. Amazing grace, make the people want to? There was some hollering going on in this house. Because if you cut a hole in my roof, I'm calling the insurance man. I got to get this story to now. Everybody say now. now. I live in Laurenburg in 2023. I got to get it real, get it now. Everybody say now. now. So let me get it to the now. Because I was sitting here, I'm going to read my verses. I just got one thing I'm going to share. I'm going to read the verses and I'm going to get out of your way. And I'm going to tag that pretty guy right there. Y'all think he's pretty? I didn't get nobody to say amen. I'm sorry. 
Lord Jesus, the lighthouse people didn't even stand up for him. All right, here we go. Hey, hey, there's one. <laughs> Y'all, I don't mean to wreck this place, but I'm going to wreck this place. Let me just tell you this. <laughs> when I was sitting over there, this story happened in the first century. I don't live in the first century. Come on. I live, everybody say now. I live in the here and now, and I see people in our county broken. I see poverty and violence and gang stuff way more than I need to see. And I just know that when love is in the house, the house is packed. And there's something going on in this story that I think that, that we can bring today right now. And here it is. And God prophetically gave me this word. See, we're planning to do this service this month and next month. And then in January, February, we were planning to do three other churches. And God said something to me. He said the four doesn't represent the four men of that day. That's who was in that story. It represents that we need to keep adding churches so that we can invite people to Jesus. Because the way my John reads in 21, it says if we come together, the world will believe this is for real. In other words, if we got it paid. If we got at Page Stadium and got every singer of every church and got one worship team to lead the whole thing, we got our own elevation worship here in Scotland County. We got our own Bethel right here in Scotland County. And I can hear it at Page Stadium right now. And I might even ride up in there when love is in the house. The house is packed. So much so, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. I was just kidding. But I will tell you this. I don't think it's just a story of four friends that brought a man to Jesus. I think it's a story, everybody say now, now. to teach us something today. And here's what I believe we got to do. In January and February, I'm going to go ahead and up the challenge. Northview Lighthouse, can we do it again? Amen. With Union Grove yes. and with multitudes yes. and with everybody else that was in that mix. Can we just keep adding to the numbers? Amen. Can we do that? Can we make it happen? Because what God said was the idea of four friends, there's three churches, and we need to keep adding. Amen. So let me read it. I'm going to get out your way. And I'm going to tag in Lee. Here's what it says in verse 5. When Jesus saw their faith in this packed house, he said to the paralyzed man, Son, your sins are forgiven. Now, some teachers, you know, there's got to be some, some negativity in the room. There's going to be somebody that don't like you everywhere you go. Somebody's going to go against you. It says, now some of the teachers of the law were sitting there thinking to themselves. Now, when you think, you don't speak. You just think. Why does this fellow, talking about Jesus, talk like that? He's blasphemous. Who can forgive sins? But God alone. Immediately Jesus knew in his spirit that this was what they were thinking in their hearts. And he said to them, why are you thinking these things? <laughs> See, we could look at this one of two ways. And I'm going to tell you, if I was the paralyzed man right now, I'm just being honest. I'd be like, Jesus, can you forgive the sin after you heal 
I mean, I know we're in church and we're supposed to get all pretty in here and act like we're religious and, you know, well, I'm so glad he forgave me of my sins. But if you laid on your back and ain't never moved, ain't never walked, your greatest need in your eyes is you want to get up and run out the room. Is that not true? But Jesus knows greater and deeper and knows what we need when we don't even know how to take care of ourselves. And he said, listen, there ain't no point in going to hell healed. I mean, I, I, I can heal you, but you, you're going to run around in hell. That ain't going to be no fun. But instead, he said, I'm going to heal you on this side. So when you get to that side and you see me again, you'll run on the streets of gold in a place that's greater than this. Amen. I close with this. I love the story here when it says, a part of the story, that Jesus knew what they were thinking. I know this, church. I know that I fall short of the glory of God every day. And I know there are times where I have good intentions to do the right thing, and I don't do what God, you know, Paul said it. I do some of the, I know what I ought to do, but I don't do what I ought to do. Right? You have good intent. Aren't you glad to know tonight that God knows our hearts? Amen. 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 Isn't that a good thing? Because even when I don't quite get it, I'm glad I serve a God who knows my heart. And before I tag team it off, Lee, you ready? I'm going to say it again. When love is in the house, the house is packed. So much so, they left the roof cracked. Mama always said, it's a matter of fact, that when love is in the house, you'll get through the cracks. And government checks and they flex with no dollars. But I know a God that's better than two turntables and a plate full of collards. Because in the middle of this story, I see amazing grace and it'll sure make the people want up. Amen, amen, amen. Come on, I wanted you to keep some energy up. Because I'm already tired from watching them. I told them to get the plane off the ground. I'm going to find a cornfield to land this thing in. That okay? I thought I walked a lot. Man. Coming from where they are, I, I wanna, I, I'm a spiritual numbers guy. I don't believe anything is put in the Bible by happenstance. There were four guys carrying one paralytic. There's five that went up on a roof. Anybody want to take a stab at what the number five represents? So the house was packed. Because grace was in the place. I can rap too. And so four friends decided to look at their friend 
and say, I'm fixing to introduce you to the greatest friends you'll ever meet. And like a lot of people, well, how are we going to do that? Because I can't walk, cause I'm sorry, I'm southern to the bone. There's a lot of colloquialisms. Don't ask me to spell it. I do know what it means that I use. If y'all can send emails to them, they'll decipher for it. I use hoss and boo-boo a lot in the Bible to relate to my crew because they understand me. But I believe you think since birth, this man has been paralyzed. How many people have walked by him? And his four friends heard, there's a guy in Capernaum. A lot of theologians believe that's where Jesus lived. A lot of people believe he was in his house. We ain't got time to unwrap that tonight. I'm already on the clock. But it said, if we can just get you to him, well, how are we going to get there? How many of you remember when you got saved? I love it when people say, I found the Lord. Miss <laughs> Bleas just shaking her head like, mm-mm. Miss <laughs> Bleas, according to the scripture I read, the Lord won't lost. <laughs> yeah, hey, I hate to mess with y'all's theology. You didn't find Jesus. He found you. You just stumbled in, mumbling and bumbling and grumbling. Because you had a friend somewhere that said you need to get off your blessed assurance. That's the censored version. And we need to get you to a place of grace. See, because he could have he healed him easy. But why go to hell healed? But if I can put your face in his place that's full of grace. Can you imagine for a moment locking eyes with Jesus? Feeling the love that filled that place, even with the naysayers, even with the pharisaical mindsets, because some of them were thinking, who he think he is? But they thought enough of him to have their face in the place. Ain't it funny how some folk just to show up to watch you mess up? And then God show up, make them throw up. <laughs> Say it ain't real. Say it ain't real. <laughs> I wish God would. I wish he would. I wish you'd say it. I wish God would. What in the world going on up there? Look, all of y'all look. There ain't nothing up there. But... but that's what was going on. They had a prayer meeting going. And then all of a sudden, four boys decided to hoist their friend to the roof. Like, hey, hey, dude, can we take any other way in this place? Nope, we got to go up to eventually come down. And as they lowered him down, he locked eyes with the greatest man to ever walk the face of the earth. And Mr. Charles, see, Jesus was like the coolest fella in the world. I'm serious. Because like he said, he could have looked at him and said, be healed. 
But there was something greater that he needed to explain to the room. There's something more important than healing. He said, it'd have been much easier for me to just say, be healed, take up your bed, rise, go home. But to show you that I've got the authority from my father, I'm going to forgive his sins. And it said they were thinking, who he think he is? Oh, y'all don't get dignified in the house of God? We've all been there. Who does he? Some of y'all thinking that now. About the guy with the microphone. Who do he think he is? I know who I is. I'm blood bought. Fire breathing, demon slaying, tongue talking, devil kicking. You come up with some more, I'll take them too. But he looked at them and said, why do you think that? They never uttered a word. He looked at him and said, why do you think that? He said, which is easier to say to this paralyzed man, your sins are forgiven, or to say, get up, take your mat, and walk? He said, but I want you to know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. In other words, I'm about my father's business. I am who I say I am. Oh, that's authority. So then he said to the man, now I'll tell you to get up. Take your mat and go home. It said he got up, took his mat, and walked out in full view of them all. This amazed everyone, and they praised God, saying, we have never seen anything like this. Hold on, don't clap yet. The plane is descending. We stood over there. I, thought, I know y'all thought we were just laughing, talking about football, whatever. Nah, God was dropping prophetic bombs over here. I'm a numbers guy, like I told you. Good things come in threes. A cord of three is not easily broken. Fellas, I hate to tell you, but the devil's going to try to separate what we're doing. He's going to throw everything he can, and most of it's going to come through denominationality. I have nothing against denominations. I love them all. I have a problem with denominationalism. When you think your way is the only way. Because there's only one way. Now can we shout that there's one way? Because before we leave, and I know y'all just remodeled that wall and it looks beautiful. But I want you to spiritually tear the roof off this place. Because I want heaven to fall in this county because here's the deal guys let's be honest we've been crippled for a long time we've been just laying on our mats anywhere we can find a soft place to land and if this mat don't work for a while we'll go to this mat and if this mat don't work for a while we'll go to this mat and if this church don't work for a while I'll go to this church and if this church don't preach the way I want it, I'll see, we need to be in the image of Christ, not trying to make Jesus look like us. I said this once in Lighthouse and they forgave me. 
because they all got saved after I said it. Jesus is not passing out personality profiles. Well, that just ain't the way I worship, preacher. I just, I just don't understand all this new music. You never will. It's not for you. It's for that crew right there. What kept my grandmama close to the cross didn't keep me close to the cross. And I can sing them all out to him, but I can still tell you where they at. But sometimes somebody has to create a new thing. The message never changes, but the method always will. And Jesus looked in a room at some guys that said, who does he think he is? And he said, I'll show you. I'll show you. There'll come a time, guys, when you can walk into a room and not utter a word, Mr. Charles, and the whole atmosphere change. Why? Because God used you. And he didn't have to lower you in. He might have had to sneak you in. But ain't it funny they had to lower this brother down because nobody would make way for him to get to Jesus. We've got so spiritually gifted that we are special kind of special and we can't even help nobody. I'm saved, sanctified, and if I had hair, I'd flip it right here, and filled with the Holy Ghost. Matt McIntyre, you can't laugh. You knew when I had her. <laughs> I grew up with a bunch of church mamas and church daddies that they didn't leave nobody at the altar. If you walked up there, Miss Please, there was somebody going to pray you through. Like them four friends said, we're going to tear this place up till we break through. Scotland County. God's looking for a few good men and women that don't care how you get on top of the house. He just cares that you got enough moxie in you that you're willing to break through whatever it is to get your friends in the house. Now we all love football. Pate Stadium sits right up there. And I grew up playing ball all my life. Whose house? My house. Whose house? Scott's house. All that stuff. Whose house? God's house. How about we walk around? To, I, told, I told Pastor Mike a while ago, I said, you know, fights break out all the time. I said, I want something to break out that is so organic and so unique that everybody's running toward it because they can't explain it. And it's nothing but children worshiping. And they run up, start grabbing folk, talking about, y'all got to quit. And they were like, uh-uh, get in this prayer circle, hoss. We got you today. One of our kids showed me something this morning. She goes to Scotland Christian Academy, I think. And this is not a plug for them. I'm just saying, that's where she happens to go. Y'all think, oh, I guess they got all the anointing. No, I didn't say that. You'd have to know this child. She's extremely introverted. Like, if she sat in here right now, she wouldn't speak to none of y'all. Not that she didn't like you, not that you didn't smell good or none of that. She just don't talk. She's very quiet. Matter of fact, she couldn't even show me the pictures. She had her daddy show them to me. 
But she said the greatest thing had ever happened in her life because they went to chapel, they started praying, and everybody got saved. And hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, that's good. Go ahead, girl, go ahead. I'm going to give you a chance to tear the roof off. You was there. Go ahead. Shout it. That's what I'm talking about. But after that, what happened? And you got, got, go ahead. Do y'all hear that? They got saved, baptized, people in the hallways just praying. And how did it make you feel, baby? It was amazing. It was the best thing that ever happened. And how old are you? Amen. You know what happened? They were more brave than most people sitting in churches on Sunday morning. Because they weren't scared. This generation is looking for truth. They tired of all the fluff. They want something that's real. And they want something they can feel. And God chose a little group that said, just watch this, sprinkle. Now my challenge to you, not you, I'm talking about everybody around you, baby. Be the four friends that helped her get in the house. Because it don't tell us the rest of the story, but I know them four friends. When he said, take your mat and go home, they was walking right behind and say, yep, we had a part of that. We had a part of that right there. Oh, we had a part of that. Wait a minute. We can't shut him up. Do you know, if you have been crippled all your life and you tell me, don't go tell nobody, hmm, Jesus, wait a minute. But here's the thing. We spend more time talking about God than we do demonstrating it. Sometimes the only Jesus people will know is that smile that that young lady just showed. Amen. We walk around. I seen some of y'all in Walmart. <laughs> y'all look mad. I mean mad. I mean like, I know prices went up. They, they upset me too. But you ain't mad because the eggs is high. You mad because life is real. Now, you were the same one that said you were saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Ghost. But right now, you act depressed and destitute and I'm sorry I don't serve a God that works that way whether I'm on top of the mountain or in the middle of the valley he's still God whether he does anything else in my life Miss Kim he's done way more than I'll ever deserve because I was the guy on the mat I was the guy that needed a breakthrough. I was the guy that found a place of grace. I was the guy that looked him face to face. And after you lock eyes with the real king of kings, ain't nothing else matter. So yes, I'm loud, I'm bold, I'm bald, and I love it all. We can get as homolytically and hermeneutically correct if you want to go that route or we can break it down, honey. Amen. Break it down. 
One of the greatest things that ever happened. You gave Pastor Blee's homage a while ago. Amen. And it was funny because God spoke to me and I, I argued with him because she don't need a hug. She gets hugs all the time. God said, go hug Miss Blee. And I just hugged her. I love her. She walked by and Pastor Mike said, look like Pastor Blee's still walking right beside her. They still got, they got a grace on them that is unreal. But you talked about moments. Miss Blee's may not even remember this. And I wore a black shirt, because you can ask my wife, I changed shirts like 12 times today. I don't never do that. She stood beside me one night and I had a black shirt on. We were at Kingsgate in Rockingham with Apostle Eddie McLean, and Dr. Mark Sharona was standing on the stage. And he looked at me, he said, excuse me, sir, with the black shirt on. Miss Blee's like to broke my fingers. <laughs> she grabbed it, she said, get ready, baby. <laughs> I'm like, hold on, I seen her in action. And he began to tell me some things that God had put in my spirit, but I was scared to death of. Because yeah. I'm from Scotland County. You don't do stuff like that when you're around here. You watch other people do that. Then I remembered who I used to be. All right. And all that stuff was turning. And I mean, the devil was like sending everything he could at one time. But somebody kept holding my hand. She said, you ain't running from this. I'm like, wait a minute now. I ain't trying to go nowhere. Now, I was not as dignified as I look right now. Y'all know what ugly cry is? I ain't just tears. It's got snot mixed with tears. I know y'all ain't never been like that. Just You can't speak English. And she was just sitting there holding my hand. Go ahead, baby. Let it go. I'm like, I ain't got nothing. And she looked at me. She said, everything he said, get ready. She's never brought that up to me again, ever. She, when she sees me, she said, you remember that word? You remember that word? No, baby, because I'm living that word. Y'all didn't catch that. I told some folks this morning, I'm tired of watching people go house to house looking for a word. When you ain't done nothing with the original word he gave you. God is not a gas station you pull up to when you need a fill up. He's a lifestyle. Amen. That's what our kids are missing. They see the house. They see the love in the house, but when we send them out into the community, they don't see us loving on nobody else. They see us pointing at other people. They see us being the naysayers and saying, I don't even know why they come to church. And then they stop to think, wonder if they feel that way about me. I'm trying to be very careful. Because I, I never want to upset anybody or, or hurt their feelings. But sometimes the word is sharper than the two-edged sword. And I'm not going to give you my opinion on anything. I'm just going to give you what the word says. The word says, choose this day whom you will serve. And if you want to see real change, you got to do God's will 
God's way in God's timing. Well, I believe us coming together is God's will. Amen. If it wasn't, I wouldn't be here. And I'm going to do it God's way. And I'm a firm believer since January of this year, and my crowd can vouch for it. It's God's time. It's God's time. So friends and family, let's get Scotland County off the mat. And let's get them to the house. Because brother, if we can get them to the house and get them face to face with a Savior. See, we've spent way too much time complicating the gospel. Jesus was the most complicated yet most simplistic man that ever walked the face of the earth. And we've somehow diluted the message of just give me Jesus. Jesus can do more in 10 seconds, Charles, than I can do in 10 years. And if you can, they're living proof. My 14-year-old sister back here, they're, they're living proof that if you just give them Jesus, I'll do the heavy lifting. We can do the heavy lifting, but let's get them off the mat. I'll even break through for you. I'll fight for you. But the only thing I can't do for you is answer the question when he locks eyes with you. And says, I can get you off the mat, but I want to do something more important. I want to give you all of me. Because if you got all of me, Brother Danny, you're already healed. You just don't know it yet. Right, right. Will you bow your head? Can I, can I do that to you? Can we, can we? Is Rolando in the house? Can you play something soft, brother? Please. I don't want to mess with protocol, but I want to be obedient. I watched these young people come to our house a few months ago for what we call a youth conference, C-squared, connected and committed. They already trying hard to get connected and committed to a real God. I'm asking the friends, the brethren, the brothers and sisters in Christ to be the friends that they need, to be the mentors they need, to be the mothers and fathers that sometimes their mothers and fathers don't have. Now, yes, they're in church, but their peers are nowhere near this place. So I'm asking that you be a friend to them so that they can be a friend to somebody else. Because none of us would be here without a friend. And like the old hymn said, what a friend we have in Jesus.
I've been a part of a lot of movements. Thankfully, God has shown me things that have blown my mind. But when Pastor Tim and Pastor Mike threw out this scripture, it hit a little different because you see, I debated all week whether to share this or not. Several years ago, on the mission field, God has given me, it was one of the things that Dr. Mark Sharona said about traveling and ministry. We were on the Mexican border in a place called Tuxla Gutierrez. And I had the privilege to preach that night at a building, a concrete building, with holes for windows, wood slabs for pews, candles that they had lit to light the place. I noticed something different when I stood up people were coming to the altar before church ever started and praying and then they would go back and I noticed a young lady that was carried in the very back of the room in a wood crate almost like they used to deliver coke bottles in she had two friends that carried her in and they sat her in the back And I preached with everything I had that night to how to be a city on the hill we were in the mountains and not to let your light ever go out because where they lived was a very pagan ridden place they fought the devil on a different level let's put it that way and people came up by the hundreds just wanting to pray and ask Jesus in their heart and we began to pray and all of a sudden I heard sound of a young lady worshiping a shout and I looked and outside of the windows you could see a young lady just running laps like a track star just praising God and I'm like man he's awesome he's awesome and I just kept praying and our missionary friend grabbed me and he spun me around and with shock in his eyes he said, that young lady is 23 years old. She's never walked or uttered a word in her life. Medically and physically, that's impossible. But God. So see, that day, brother, it became more than just a story in a Bible because I got to see it. So don't tell me what God can't do. He just needs to make what's impossible possible. Tonight that starts with everybody in this room. If you'll say to yourself, with all hands bowed, all eyes closed, nobody looking around. Because I know this is the time where everybody gets itchy a little bit. I'm not questioning your salvation. That's between you and God. And if you want to get to know the man in the room, we'll be glad to help you find him tonight. But I want to ask a question. How many of you know you've been on the mat? You've also been the friend. We've also been people standing in the room. 
but I want to know who wants to get face to face with Jesus if that's you just lift your hand up I see hands going up all over the room I just want to get to know him more because I can never have enough of him I can never get close enough to him less of me means more of him Pastor, that all sounds good, but how do I do that? Just be willing. There's no book you need to read. There's no class you need to take. There's no music CD you need to go buy or download. All you got to do is just be willing to say, Father, I'm yours. Use me as the vessel you created me to be. He'll take you and put you on a wheel that we call the potter's wheel. And he'll begin to mold and shape the way you think, the way you look, the way you see things. And that's when you walk into a room, everything changes. What the man on the mat didn't realize, he was healed before he ever got there. He just needed to be in the right place. Ladies and gentlemen, you are in the right place tonight. Not because you're in Northview, but because you're in his presence. You can be in his presence sitting in your living room, sitting in your office cubicle, sitting on your job. My God don't have a zip code. He's the great I am for a reason. If you're willing to go to his house tonight, he's willing to sit at yours. I'm going to ask Pastor Tim to come back up. Whatever the Lord is showing you, my brother. quickly God said that there's at least four people today my gift my anointing is in evangelism and that's what I operate out of there's about four people here that need to give their life to Jesus Christ not because we use the number four but that's what he put in my spirit and he asked me that Michael will you sit on the altar right here Paul Lemon will you sit on the altar over here Nathan will you come sit over here Kim will you come sit right here there's four people that are going to receive you just like these folks did. Because we got to get it to now. And you don't need to leave here without knowing that if this was your last day on earth, Jesus came to forgive you of your sins. That's the most important need we all have. And today, I can't explain it. I don't understand it. His love is greater than what I can imagine. But he will put his arms around you tonight. He'll forgive you of all your sins. And he will completely, 100%, forgive you of your sins and save you. Every head bowed and every eye closed. I don't know who I'm talking to. And then I'm going to give it to Tim. I'm not going to belabor this, but I told him somewhere I have to do this. If you're here today and you don't know, 100%, if you were to leave this world today, tonight, if you don't know where you would go, whether you would go to heaven or hell, 
tonight he wants to make you know, John said, I write these things that you may know. He wants you to know where you're going. He'll forgive you of the worst thing that you think nobody could forgive you for. He will. He'll forgive you of all your sins. And he will give you a redo, a start over, and it will be a game changer. I don't know who the four people are, but I'm going to step out on faith right now and ask you if you need to give your life to Jesus tonight. He gave his life for you. So you would have abundant life now, forgiveness now, a best friend now, a help now, the greatest mind ever in you now in his spirit. He's ready to save you. If I'm talking to you tonight, I want you just to raise your hand. I don't know who I'm talking to. There's a hand. I need you, sir. We're going to lead you. I need, we're going to do it just like they did in the story. I'm going to lead my brother. Can I take you by the hand? I'm going to lead you to one of these, these guys right here. Can we give the Lord a hand? Here's one. Here's two. Come on, my brother. I'm going to lead you right here. Come on. Let's take him. Let's take him. Who else tonight? Who else tonight is battling, wrestling in your spirit? Tonight, you need to give your life to Jesus. There's two more people ready to receive you pray with you and make sure you get this right who else tonight saying that's me come on baby we're going to take you to the let both of y'all come he works abundantly beyond he, he exceeds what I said amen I said four and he wants to say more than that amen is there anybody else before I close they're going to lead you to Jesus these folks are going to pray with you anybody else tonight that needs to get this right the greatest decision he'll ever make I made it at nine and I promise you Tim no turning back no turning back it is the greatest decision you'll ever make is there anybody else before I give it to Tim is there anybody else to say tonight's my night I need to this is my spiritual night I need a birthday in Jesus I need to be reborn tonight I need to be saved anybody else anybody else praise Jesus Tim Psalm 103, verse 3, Jesus followed the principle. He followed that same protocol in Mark 2. The psalmist said, He will forgive you of all of your iniquities and heal you of your diseases. Did you hear that? I will forgive you. I will heal you. He's forgiven, folks, right now. your question can we believe him to do the other part who in here needs healing in your body tonight I don't care if you've been prayed for in that area 10 million thousand times is that even a word is that even a number 10,000 million whatever 10,000 or if this is the first time right now if you need healing in your body I want you to come up to the front and let's just present ourselves to the Lord I'm not trying to belabor or prolong anything I just want to let God do what God wants to do. Y'all know it's a little inconvenient for those guys to get up on that roof and start pulling back those tiles. And uh, y'all know they also had to come back later and fix it, right? But boy, was that worth it. And here we are 2,000 years later, still talking about what they did. Healing right now. Anybody else? He said, I will forgive you of your iniquities. I will heal you of all your diseases. 
Who else? There are more. There's more coming. There's more coming. Y'all come on, just gather around. If you need to get around. Anybody else? Anybody else? Y'all come on, press in. I'm going to ask everybody. I'm going to ask everybody. We're going to pray a prayer right now. And just let me share this quickly. I know God is a healer. I don't just believe it. I K-N-O-W. I know it. I know it. I'm supposed to be crippled. You understand that? In 1988, a specialist told me I was crippled from my neck down. They said I'd be like that the rest of my life. But God, is that a grip right there? That's crippled guys can't do that right there, Paul. You understand that? I can't squeeze Pastor Healing right here. I ain't not going to squeeze him too hard, all right? I don't want Miss Heather coming after me. All right, but I know he's a healer. Could y'all agree together with me over these for healing tonight? Father, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, Son of the living God, your Son and our Savior, our healer tonight. Jesus, we declare that you were wounded for our transgressions. You were bruised for our iniquities. Come on, if the Holy Spirit lays somebody with your heart to go over them and pray for them, you have the liberty to do that right now. You were wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement was upon you and by your stripes we were we are and we shall be healed I declare the name of Jehovah Rapha the Lord who heals I declare Lord God that you can do creative miracles you can speak to cancer cells in bodies as much as you spoke to a fig tree and immediately it started withering up. You can speak to cells in a body that's not producing like they're supposed to produce. You can curse the negative and rebirth the positive. In the name of Jesus, you're a healer. You are a God of restoration. You can put it back. You can do creative miracles. You can fix brains. You can fix nervous systems. You can fix digestive systems. You can make cartilage reappear. You can curse arthritis. You can make a pancreas start producing insulin again or whatever it needs to eradicate diabetes. You can take what the doctor said may take six months to recuperate and you can make it happen instantaneously. We trust you tonight, Holy God. Father, right now, by the power of your Holy Spirit, Lord, we've made the first things the first thing. And that was the salvation of the lost. And you are our Savior. And we so much appreciate these that have come up for salvation tonight. But God, we do not shortchange anybody. The fact that you are a loving God, you intervene, you intercept, and you interpose yourself as a healer in the needs of your people. You are good father and every good and perfect gift comes down from you hallelujah let's just take a moment and honor him can we do that y'all take us in a song yeah, what a come on y'all let's worship him and give him thanks for a moment for what he's done tonight for what he's done tonight is all him it's for his glory
because is that verse still in the Bible when Jesus said, this is how people are going to know you're my disciples because you love one another. Is that still in there? All right, so tell about two people you love them tonight and demonstrate that. How many of y'all love Pastor Michael Malpass? How many of y'all love Pastor Lee Jackson? Let me say a prayer of you and I'm going to dismiss you, all right? The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make a space to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift his countenance upon you and give you his peace. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. We love you. God bless you. Thank you for taking part tonight. You're dismissed.